Welcome to Master Key System Part 5. This is Brandon Hanley with the Prosperity Practice. Let's begin. At least 90% of our mental life is subconscious. So those who fail to make use of this mental power live within very narrow limits. The subconscious can and will solve any problem for us if we know how to direct it. The subconscious processes are always at work. The only question is, are we to simply be passive recipient of this activity or are we to consciously direct the work? Shall we have a vision of the destination to be reached, the dangers to be avoided, or shall we simply drift? We have found the mind pervades every part of the physical body and is always capable of being directed or impressed by authority coming from the objective or the more dominant portion of the mind. The mind which pervades the body is largely the result of heredity, which, in turn, is simply the result of all environments of past generations on the responsive and ever-moving life forces. An understanding of this fact will enable us to use our authority when we find some undesirable trait of the character manifesting. We can consciously use all the desirable characteristics with which we have been provided, and we can repress and refuse to allow the undesirable ones to manifest. Again, this mind which pervades our physical body is not only the result of heredity tendencies, but is the result of home, business, and social environment, where countless thousands of impressions, ideas, prejudices, and similar thoughts have been received. Much of this has been received from others, the result of opinions, suggestions, or statements. Much of it is a result of our own thinking, but nearly all of it has been accepted with little or no examination or consideration. The idea seemed plausible. The conscious received it, passed it on to the subconscious, where it was taken up by the sympathetic system and passed on to be built into our physical body. The word has become flesh. This, then, is the way we are consistently creating and recreating ourselves. We are today the result of our past thinking, and we shall be what we are thinking today. The law of attraction is bringing to us, not the things that we should like, or the things we wish for, or the things someone else has, but it brings us our own. The thing which we have created by our thought processes, whether consciously or unconsciously. Unfortunately, many of us are creating these things unconsciously. If either of us were building a home for ourselves, how careful would we be in regard to the plans? How we should study in every detail? How should we watch the material and select only the best of everything? And yet, how careless are we when it comes to building our own mental home, which is infinitely more important than any physical home? As everything which can possibly enter into our lives depends upon the character of the material which enters the construction of our mental home. What is the character of this material? We have seen that it is the result of the impressions which we have accumulated in the past and stored away in our subconscious mentality. If these impressions have been of fear, of worry, of care, of anxiety, if they have been despondent, negative, doubtful, then the textures of the material which we are weaving today will be the same negative material. Instead of being of any value, it will be mildewed and rotten and bring us only more toil and care and anxiety. We shall be forever busy trying to patch it up and make it at least appear genteel. But if we have stored away nothing but courageous thought, if we have been optimistic, positive, and have immediately thrown any kinds of negative thoughts on the scrap pile, have refused to have anything to do with it, have refused to associate with it or become identified with it in any way, 
what then is the result? Our mental material is now the best kind. We can weave any kind of material we want. We can use any color we wish. We know the texture is firm, that the material is solid, that it will not fade and we will have no fear, no anxiety concerning the future. There's nothing to cover. There are no patches to hide. These are psychological facts. There's no theory or guesswork about these thinking processes. There's nothing secret about them. In fact, they're so plain that everyone can understand them. The thing to do is to have a mental house cleaning and have this house cleaning every day and keep the house clean. Mental, moral, and physical cleanliness are absolutely indispensable if we are to make progress of any kind. When this mental house cleaning process has been completed, the material which is left will be suitable for the making of all kinds of ideals or mental images which we desire to realize. There is a fine estate awaiting claimant. Its broad acres with abundant crops, running water, and fine timber stretch away as far as the eye can see. There is a mansion, spacious and cheerful, with rare pictures, a well-stocked library, rich hangings, and every comfort and luxury. All the heir has to do is to assert his heirship, take possession, and use the property. He must use it. He must not let it decay. For use is the condition on which he holds it. To neglect it is to lose possession. In the domain of mind and spirit, in the domain of practical power, such an estate is yours. You are the heir. You can assert your heirship and possess and use this rich inheritance. Power over circumstances is one of its fruits. Health, harmony, and prosperity are assets upon its balance sheet. It offers you poise and peace. It costs you only the labor of studying and harvesting its great resources. It demands no sacrifice except the loss of your limitations, your servitudes, and your weakness. It clothes you with self-honor and puts a scepter in your hands. To gain this estate, three processes are necessary. You must earnestly desire it. You must assert your claim. And you must take possession. He would admit that those are not burdensome conditions. You are familiar with the subject of heredity. Darwin, Huxley, Haeckel, and other physical scientists have piled evidence mountain high that heredity is law attending progressive creation. It is progressive heredity which gives man his erect attitude, his power of motion, the organs of digestions, blood circulation, nerve force, muscular force, bone structure, and a host of other faculties on the physical side. There are even more impressive facts concerning heredity of mind force. All of these constitute what may be called your human heredity. But there is a heredity which the physical scientists have not compassed. It lies beneath the antecedent to all the researches. At a point where they throw up their hands in despair, saying they cannot account for what they see, this divine heredity is found in full sway. It is the benignant force which decrees primal creation. It thrills down from the divine, direct in every created being. It originates life, which the physical scientist has not done, nor can it ever do. It stands out among all forces supreme, unapproachable. No human heredity can approach it. No human heredity measures up to it. This infinite life flows through you. Its doorways are but the faculties which compromise your consciousness. To keep open these doors is the secret of power. Is it not worthwhile to make the effort? The great fact is, the source of all life and all power is from within. Persons, circumstances, 
and events may suggest need and opportunities, but the insight, strength, and power to answer these needs will be found within. Avoid counterfeits. Build firm foundations for your consciousness upon forces which flow direct from the infinite source, the universal mind of which you are the image and likeness. Those who have come into possession of this inheritance are never quite the same again. They have come into possession of a sense of power hitherto undreamed of. They can never again be timid, weak, facilitating, or fearful. They are indissolubly, <laughs> they are indissolubly connected with omnipotence. Something in them has been aroused. They have suddenly been discovered that they possess a tremendous latent ability of which they were hitherto entirely unconscious. This power is from within, but we cannot receive it unless we give it. Use is the condition upon which we hold this inheritance. We are each of us but the channel through which the omnipotent power is being differentiated into form. Unless we give, the channel is obstructed and we can receive no more. This is true on every plane of existence, in every field of endeavor, and all walks of life. The more we give, the more we get. The athlete who wishes to get strong must make use of the strength he has, and the more he gives, the more he will get. The financier who wishes to make money must use the money he has, for only by using it can he get more. The merchant who does not keep his goods going out will have none coming in. The corporation which fails to give efficient service will soon lack customers. The attorney who fails to get results will soon lack clients. And so it goes everywhere. Power is contingent upon a proper use of the power already in our possession. What is true in every field of endeavor, every experience in life, is true of the power from which every other power known among men is begotten. Spiritual power. Take away the spirit, what is left? nothing. If then the spirit is all there is, upon the recognition of this fact must depend the ability to demonstrate all power, whether physical, mental, or spiritual. All possession is the result of the accumulative attitude of mind, or the money consciousness. This is the magic wand which will enable you to receive the idea, and it will formulate plans for you to execute and you will find much pleasure in the execution as in the satisfaction of attainment and achievement. Now, go to your room, take the same seat, the same position as heretofore, and mentally select a place which has pleasant associations. Make a complete mental picture of it. See the pictures, the building, the grounds, the trees, friends, associations, everything complete. At first, you will find yourself thinking of everything under the sun except the ideal upon which you desire to concentrate. But do not let that discourage you. Persistence will win. But persistence requires that you practice these exercises every day without fail.